Welcome back to Locked On Spurs right here on the Locked On NBA Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia, Spurs writer for Kids 5 Sandwich. I'm really glad to have you back. Full disclosure, I am dealing with allergies. Dealing with allergies. I've been dealing with that for the past few days. So excuse me if I sound a little nasally as we continue this episode of Locked On Spurs. What are we doing today? Well, uh, figure, hey, why not close the week with a fan episode? Bring back a fan who uh, likes to chat about the silver and black. Discuss about the individual performances of the young core. Now, we know collectively the team is sub-500, to say the least. But what about individually? Are they making strides where it's letting the fan base know that, hey, at least there's that to look forward to, to maybe see their progression, and also catch up with some news and notes. Do that. I'm joined by Danny Sanders. Follow him on Twitter, at DannySanders80. Danny, welcome back to Lockdown Spurs. Happy Thanksgiving. No, that was yesterday. But, um, man, these allergies are kicking my butt. It was yesterday, Jeff. Happy Thanksgiving. I hope you had a good turkey day. I hope um, all of your, your turkey and dressing wishes and dreams came true. I'm eating you leftovers, know, um, That's a good part of it. Yeah, that's the best part of it. I mean, yeah. making making leftovers out of turkey and peas and carrots and a, like a big goulash type type uh, type deal. Oh, yes. uh, I love oh, it. Yes. But real quick, real quick, just to handle your allergy situation, I don't know if you've ever heard of this. It's kind of funny if you, if you ever watch anybody do it. But strongly recommend the neti pot. Um, really? It's. Uh, have you seen it? Have you? Seen yeah, yeah. It? Looks, like a, it looks like a. Looks like an. Looks like an Aladdin's lamp. <laughs> yeah, you 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 uh, you put it in one nostril, and it's like this saline solution. You put it in one nostril, and it comes out of the other nostril. Uh, it'll have you cleared up and 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 ready to rock and roll, and uh, just in a couple of a uh, couple of minutes. It's that good. Yeah, it cost me a game. I was supposed to go to the uh, Spurs Hawks game, but. Uh... Let this person know that I wasn't able to make it. You know, the last thing I need is to be on press row sneezing and people looking at me weird. Like, I'm like, it's not what you think. It's not what you think. It's allergies. I swear to God, it's allergies. So hopefully by the time we just did episode of Lockdown Spurs. <laughs> I know, Spurs right? Because, like, I mean, could, could, Go ahead. real quick, because nowadays, I mean, you sniffle, you cough. I mean, and right away people think you have COVID and they want to start to kind of give you the look and, and distance themselves yeah. and. Uh, you, you, you right away turn into a bad person for being out in public. But, I mean, there are still allergies, right? There are still allergies. Yeah. There are still common colds. So we get that I also. am vac- Yeah, I am vaccinated. <laughs> I know you can still get it, even though you're vaccinated. But I know I don't have it, or at least not didn't have it, because I can still taste. I can still smell. You know, it, was, it wasn't knocking me on, the, on my butt. So I, I know that's what it was, just allergies. Also, um, supposedly, Danny, I'm supposed to be um, – Oh, I don't know. Um, always not in agreement with this, with with guests, and or, or always in agreement with guests, and never disagreeing with them. Spurs fans were on some, weren't they, recently? You know, I I wanted to, to address that, and I'm glad that you actually brought it up, and I'm glad you invited me on because, um, yeah, I saw that the other day, and Spurs Twitter was definitely on one. Um, look, I think there's a lot of Spurs fans out there who are passionate, and I think some of them have even gone into the blogosphere and tried to um, become pseudo reporters, and that's fine, whatever. Um, but let's 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 be honest. Let, let's be serious here for a moment. Whenever it comes to Spurs news, whenever it comes to updates, whenever it comes to whatever, whatever, whatever uh, is going on with the Spurs, um, there's really only two or three people that we all look look to. And it's right. and on, on the national level, it's going to be Woj and Shams, right? 
but locally, yeah. right, it's going to be you. And I'm, I'm mm-hmm. not just saying that because I'm on the show. I'm not just saying that because we're friendly. I'm not just saying that for any other reason than it's true. I think for the last, I think back whenever I remember the whole Kauai situation was going on and you were, you were on top of all the news with that. Um, I think that's kind of whenever you and I kind of started interacting mm-hmm. a little bit. But uh, since that time, I mean, you, you, you've been on top of it. And, um, hey, I, I don't think people appreciate how difficult it can be to create contact uh, content and, sure. and, and turn, turn these pods out every day. I mean, it really is a hard deal. But uh, you, you, you stay on top of it. You do a good job. And, I mean, at least for, um, for, for what I'm looking for as far as my Spurs news, you're, you're it, yeah. man. So, Thanks, man. Yeah, appreciate if, it. If people want to complain, I mean, people want to complain – I mean, you know what? I'm not everybody's cup of tea. I have haters out there. Um, I, I have people that, that that like to say things. But you know what? At, at the end of the day, it's a platform we use where 90 to 95 percent of the people on there we've never even met. I've exactly. never met you. We've only yep. talked over the phone and talked talk on, on 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 this deal. Yeah. But uh, I mean, I I consider you a friend. I mean, and, and I'm I'm glad to be on here. And um, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter too much because you know life is short um you take the good of the bad and whoever does appreciate and enjoy your content i think they far 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 outweigh the people that don't so absolutely thank you for saying that yeah thank you for saying that yeah i just you know i wanted to give you a little platform too because i i know there was a certain individual a couple days ago that took a shot at you and um yeah you know for for being on lows and you're not the only fan that comes on the fan episodes. You know, there's others that come on it. So, you know, you just happen to be the mo- one of the more flexible ones and more willing um, and uh, insightful. And you definitely get, you know, a lot of reacts uh, once these go out. But, hey, enough about, about that. We're giving all the trolls attention right now. Let's give the <laughs> silver and black and you attention right now. because This is about you and the fan base, as you normally do rep the fan base on this fan episode. So, <clears throat> Danny, we know collectively... The team is not good. We know collectively they can't pull out wins. And we know collectively um, this team is sitting near the bottom of the barrel in the Western Conference. Um, but individually, um, there are some players that have made some strides. Um, whether that could be good for San Antonio in the future, flipping them, trading them, building around them, adding pieces around them, what have you. You know, are are Spurs fans looking at this team, and if they look at it in the individual a la carte style, what are some positives about some individual players? You know, I think the biggest positive, and I think that um, most the, the majority of Spurs fans will agree with me on this. Uh, the biggest positive has been Devin Devin Vassell. He has been uh, a true revelation, and actually. Uh, he's exceeded my expectations. I think I made like a short little blurb before the season started, uh, kind of going over, hey, I mean, these are my expectations. These are what I, these, these are the things I want to see. These are the things I'm expecting to see. And I think one of the things I said about Devin is, hey, he's probably not going to make, he's probably not going to make the full, um, the full transition this year to being uh, that dude, that guy for our, for our, for our team. And I mean, is he our main go-to guy, our best player? No, I think DeJounte is still that. But he's our second best player by far. I mean, w- without a doubt. 
whenever he's in the game, um, which, I mean, I think he should play even more, right? I mean, I, I think he, he's, he's averaging 30-plus minutes, but, I mean, I'd like him to start. I'd like him to play mm-hmm. uh, more in the realm of 35 to 40 minutes uh, possible. Uh, I mean, he's young. He can get out there. But um, whenever he's out there, I want him shooting our shots. I want I want him um, to 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 uh, be um, our offensive focus because he is efficient. And I mean, he's he's I I don't know I I don't have the stats right in front of me, but I think he has to be shooting at least thirty five percent plus right uh, from three. Mm-hmm. And he has a wicked right. a wicked pull up game like any anywhere between twelve to eighteen feet uh, mid range. I expect it to go in. It's smooth. He 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 uh, he uh, moves really smoothly. He defends really well. I can't even re- I can't even remember how many times now he's breaking up uh, or he's broken up passes and gone full court right. uh, for a layup or for a dunk. So he he he's he's definitely turning that corner. He's definitely turning that corner to where he's developing into that guy. And you know what? Almost equally as impressive as what he's displayed on court is off the court. I think you had kind of highlighted a few weeks ago or maybe last week after that Lakers loss that he was frustrated. He was disappointed. He he said, Hey, I mean, we can't come out flat like that. We can't, we can't be content just going and beating the Kings one night and then laying an egg the next night against the Mavericks uh, and getting blown out on, uh, on Fiesta night. No less. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are turning to football as teams are back in the gridiron to start the football season. As always, BetOnline, your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL Mega Contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest. Open now at BetOnline. Head to the website, BetOnline.ag. Or use your mobile device to sign up today and get yourself a 100% welcome bonus. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. From football, basketball, boxing, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts use promo code LOCKEDON. But um, it's one of those things where that's been equally as impressive because he's so young and he's still so um, raw. But for him to be able to take those those uh, leadership uh, abilities off the court as well and start to kind of gather the team. And I think I want to say he might have even been a focal point of a players only meeting uh, last week. Mm-hmm. That's just really good to hear because, you, I mean, he's a second year guy, um, still still getting acclimated to the league. And for him to be taking that role, that, that really is impressive. So I think for the most part, yeah, I mean, you're right. Uh, <laughs> record-wise, we're not where we want to be. Uh, I think uh, we're kind of, at least most of us are kind of rounding into form as far as really getting used to the fact that, hey, I mean, we're, we're not going to be a good team at all. Um, I think yeah. I've said it before that we're not a playoff team, we're not a contender, but, I mean, we maybe have had, had a shot at, mm-hmm. uh, at, at least – 30, 33, 34 wins, but I'm kind of seeing like maybe in the, the, the low to mid twenties at this point. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, we can take <laughs> solace and we can't, we can be satisfied with at least seeing our young guys really develop. And at the, at the head of that, it's definitely Devin. 12.8 points per game, 3.9 rebounds, 1.4 assists. And uh, yeah, I mean, just, just numbers across the board. He's doing great. 
You know, and for, for a team that many were looking at, like, who's going to be the leader? It's going to be DeJounte. Maybe it's going to be Derek. Maybe it's going to be Keldon. Lo and behold, it's been Devin Vassell. I loved how he, for all intents and purposes, called out the team after the loss yeah. to Minnesota. I think it was the loss to Minnesota where he said, no more excuses. What's this, you know, excuse about us not having veterans? And he scoffed at it. He's like, we have veterans. He, he, you know, he was, you know, what's this excuse about being young? We've already been playing together. So <clears throat> he wants to win. And if he's leading the charge in a players-only meeting, and if he's leading the charge publicly in front of media, you like his trajectory. Dare I say that maybe, just maybe, he could be the piece the Spurs build around, more so than Keldon, Danny? Absolutely. I, You know, I I don't want to be that guy and start giving up on players so soon because I, I definitely have not given up on Keldon. Oh, I yeah, just think that I, I've, I've – I've, maybe given up on thinking or believing that he was going to have that post-Olympic push, right? Because I, mm-hmm. I think for the most part, especially whenever we see young guys, we saw this with Derek quite a couple of years ago, whenever he went to the Team USA uh, camp over the summer. Uh, and, and I mean, he, he did the, 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 the exhibition stuff mm-hmm. with them. Uh, there was definitely a market improvement that we saw with Derek as far as his confidence level and his stabilities. And like I said, I mean, prior to this year, for the last two or three years, I think the majority of fans have said, hey, overall, Derek's our best player. That's not been the case this year, unfortunately. But we saw that 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 jump. We saw that push. We, we saw that injection of confidence that he got from the fact that he was around all of these um, elite-level players. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I, I think the most for most of us, we thought that that same thing would happen with Keldon because he was with the Olympic team uh, this past year. And I'm not saying he's been horrible. I'm not saying he's been bad. Mm-hmm. I think he's still a good, solid piece. But you, I think there's definitely been some holes and some warts that have been evident and have kind of even been spotlit a little bit this year. Mm-hmm. Um, he has really, really bad, um, I mean, just just uh, uh, horse blinders on whenever he's going into the hole. Oh, yeah. I mean, there were at least two or three opportunities he had the other night against the Suns where he had Devin wide open uh, for three, and he totally missed him. And he ended up either charging or turning the ball over or missing the layup. And um, those are the things he needs to improve on. Obviously, the other thing would be just his, his, his jump shot. Mm-hmm. He's done a little better with his three-point shot here as of late, but it's still not as consistent as what it needs to be in, or, in order for him to kind of round into the all-star player that I think we all want him to be and maybe he can be. But yeah, I, I think to answer your question, Devin, I think is is the person and the player that we should we should probably be be building around more and kind of pinning our hopes on more, just because he he is showing so much uh, so yeah. soon. Yeah, he has a lot more diversity in his game than Keldon does. Now, granted, Keldon is the second leading scorer on the team right now at fourteen point nine points per game, but you know, look at Vassell; he can hit the three a little bit more regularity than Keldon can. He. Um, you know, is a smarter player. Again, I'm not saying Johnson is dumb. He just has a little bit of a higher IQ. Um, you like the trajectory where Vassell is going. And who you're, and I hope, too, that Johnson gets there as well. Recently, Keldon is starting to knock down the three, so that's a good sign. Um, so all signs are pointing in the right direction for both Vassell and Johnson. Another player um, that's part of this young core individually that's been really surprising this year is Jakob Pertl. Are fans seeing the individual progress out of Jakob? They really are. And, you know, with Jakob, um, I think I mentioned this at the last pod, 
Uh, I wasn't a huge fan of him going into this year. I think the last year and a half, two years, uh, he's kind of been underwhelming, and uh, I think he's kind of gotten out-muscled and outclassed a little bit by a couple of other big guys throughout the league, particularly the one I always think about is that last play-in game against the, the Grizzlies against Valanchunas. Valanchunas essentially ate his lunch. But this year, uh, we really saw a glaring hole whenever he was gone because I, I think, I mean, <laughs> I, I I don't think I'm out of line in saying that those first four or five games he played, he was maybe our best player uh, because he just was consistent. He anchored our defense and he really held it down for us on that end. And even offensively, he was showing a little bit with that little, um, that little uh, uh, in-between uh, one-hander he, he kind of throws up. So I mean, he was he was playing solid. So I mean, I, I think I think with Jakob, I'm definitely um, definitely pleased with his progress and pleased with the, the 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 strides he's made. I think even over the summer, he mentioned that he really wants to kind of take a bigger role uh, on the team. And I think at the, at the at the moment, I kind of poked fun at that a little bit with um, the classic uh, Goodfellas meme. Right. But now, I mean, I I take that back because he really has done well this year. He really really has, and and uh, I think second to Dejounte, he really has mm-hmm. been. Uh, a force in terms of just uh, showing that, yeah, he really has put in the work over the summer and you can see it. He is Danny Sanders. Follow him on Twitter at Danny Sanders 80. And he is joining us here on this fan episode of Locked On Spurs. You mentioned his name. Uh, he should have been perhaps the, the first person we talked about. That's DeJounte Murray. I mean, just what a season he's having. It's now just common for him to record a triple double. I mean, seriously, it's that point now, or at least get really close to it. 18, 8, and 8 so far this season. That's his averages right now. Popovich said he wishes he can play 48 minutes. Um, he's been, the, I guess, the de facto go-to guy. He he really must be the biggest individual player jump, if you will, that Spurs fans are smiling about this season. <laughs> Celebrate the freedom of choice with Built Bar. Did you know you can choose from many delicious flavors at Built Bar? Well, you can get coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, salted caramel, strawberry. The list goes on and on. There's definitely a flavor for each and every Built Bar fan. And hey, look, if you feel like you're going to miss out, they have the mix box. You'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, they're also healthy too. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Order today. Get the grasshopper cookie or raspberry or whatever you like. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. That is pretty cool. Go to Built.com right now and get yourself 15% off your order. That's Built.com, 15% off once again at Built.com. You know, um, yes, he he's definitely put in the work. You can definitely see from the time that he was a rookie back in twenty, uh, what he was drafted in twenty sixteen. Now, right, twenty sixteen, I think. Um, and he got to play a little bit there towards the end in that Houston series whenever Tony got hurt, and then he transitioned the next year into that starting role. Um, and then of course, he had that really unfortunate uh, year where he was out all year because of his knee injury. But you could see the work he's put in. Um, his jumper has improved drastically. Um, his overall game has improved drastically. And of course, uh, we're all we're all very aware of the leadership 
qualities and abilities that he displays uh, uh, all throughout the season. I think I, I was even thinking about this the other night uh, whenever I was watching how it really is impressive uh, out of all the young guys. I think he had mentioned that whenever there's a free agent or a new a, a mm-hmm. draftee or someone who comes into town, I mean, he's usually the first one to kind of hit him up and take him out to dinner and kind of talk to them and yeah. kind of give them the, the lay of the land and ex- expectations and whatnot. And that's good. You want to see that out of your point guard. You want to see that out of the guy that you are pinning your hopes on uh, as far as being the best player on the team and a team that's going to lead you into the future. What I, I, I think the one caveat I have with him, and I hope it's not true, and I, I hope it's something that kind of proves itself, uh, that kind of, we, we, we kind of suss it out a little bit as, as time goes on. I hope that these just aren't empty stats. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, if you remember a couple years ago, whenever Westbrook had kind of averaged what a triple double all throughout the, the entire year, and we saw, I mean, once once KD left Oklahoma, I mean, the Thunder were just not a threat anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And, and Westbrook, yeah, he he did have all those those stats, and he did average that triple double, but they weren't going anywhere. And essentially, I mean, if you really nitpicked into those into those um, into those numbers, you saw, I mean that, yeah, he might have reached a triple-double, but they were empty calories, essentially. And mm-hmm. I, I hope that's not the case with DeJounte. Um, you always want to – I mean, it, it, it's always nice to, to get those accolades and get those records and be able to say, yeah, I, I, I got it. I think right now he's up to, what, like four or five triple-doubles for the year? Right. If I'm not mistaken. So, I mean, he, he's, mm-hmm. he's, he's definitely up there, and he, he's doing what he needs to do, but it's not translating in wins. And, I mean, you can say, you can make an argument to say, hey, he doesn't have any help. And that might be the case, mm-hmm. but it's just one of those things that you, you kind of get, you'll, you'll be able to kind of suss it out over time and see, like, hey, mm-hmm. is, this, is this a player that will be able to still put up those numbers and do those things with another mm-hmm. star player beside him and, and actually lead that, convert those things into wins, or is this just a, a, a good player on a bad team putting up, really extraordinary numbers do do fans think that what they are seeing from Derek white this season is just one of those stretches or this is who he is i mean that, that this is his peak um Ooh. let's talk about Derek white now you know you know you kind of excuse a little bit to a degree last season danny you know he was injury prone this year he hasn't been injury prone he's played all 16 games but yeah, you know, 11.4 points per game, 3.1 rebounds, 5.2 assists, 1.2 steals. Not bad numbers. They're not horrific. But a lot of fans expected more out of him. Your thoughts? A lot of fans did expect a lot out of him. Um, I think I want to say um, just as much as fans expected out of Lonnie this year, and he's he's been equally disappointing, but... Derek has been disappointing because, um, yeah, like I said a few moments ago, he was he was the I mean to 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 a Spurs fan if you asked them over the last couple of years, he would be the name that would consistently come up as the overall best player on the team. And this was a team even with Demar Derozan on it, Lamarcus Aldridge on it, um, Rudy Gay on it. I mean they 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 I mean this is still whenever they were on the team, they were on the roster and he was considered that. So the fact that, um, the fact that he has not produced and he is really underwhelmed. And I mean, he, he's his own worst enemy. And I think he would probably even say that himself. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think he thinks 
he, he kind of thinks the game too much and he kind of gets in his own head. He has those confidence issues, kind of like Lonnie as well. But, I mean, he just has not looked right. And, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I think for all intents and purposes, he's healthy. Um, he just doesn't look right. He's always kind of had a weird gait with his run. So, I mean, mm-hmm. whenever I'm watching him on the court and I'm watching how he's moving, how, watching, I mean, just how limber he is, he's always kind of had that weird gait where he kind of runs on his on, on the on the, uh, on the the uh, tops of his feet sometimes. I mean, I'm not really mm-hmm. thinking that it's a foot issue. It's just I think he's kind of lost a little bit of a step there, and he just he's not hitting his shot. Um, I think mm-hmm. I told this story on Twitter a week ago or so before that Mavericks game. I, I was watching him warm up, and it was unfortunate, and I, I felt bad for him because by that point, I think there was a couple of thousand fans in the in the arena at that point, and they're watching right. just all the ball. Not not all the players warm up, but this was before all the warm ups actually officially started. And I think there was a Make a Wish kid that was there, and he was uh-huh. pass, passing the ball to Derek. And it took Derek, I'm not even exaggerating, I wish I was. It took Derek, I think I want to say 11 or 12 times to actually make make a three-pointer uh, wide oh open. I mean, he, I mean, and, and, and they were actually there waiting to kind of video uh, and, and, and record record that happening. That way they could record Derek making the shot after the pass. And it took him, yeah, 11 or 12 times before he actually made it. And you could tell the relief that he had whenever he did make it because <laughs> it did take him so many times. And I was thinking, like, shoot, I mean, if we had Steph Curry out there, he would have already made it, I mean, on the first try. But, I mean, he's definitely not Steph, and we're not even comparing him to Steph. But, um, yeah, I mean, he, to answer your question, do Spurs fans think that this is the best we're going to get? It varies. I think it's 50-50. I think some of some Spurs fans still think, hey, I mean, we saw his peak a couple of years ago against that mm-hmm. Denver series. He really performed out of his mind, and I think – to me, that's probably peak Derek White, and that's probably going to be the best we're going to see. And what we're seeing now might just be what we get. Um, and I, I, I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. I hope he proves me wrong. I hope that he goes out and shows that he um, that he's better than what he's playing now. But he's really going to have to start turning that corner soon because he's, he, he's not hitting the shots. And I think right. for him, that's part of it where his confidence comes from is he needs to be able to see that, that ball go through the hoop like most players, but mm-hmm. um, defensively he's been great. I mean, he's still, he's still drawing charges. He's still right. doing a really yeah. good job on that end, but yeah, offensively, he's just not, he's not with it. Yeah. And you look at the uh, fact that, you, you know, he is, it's weird to say like the oldest, like one of the older of the young guys. Cause you know, he's in his late twenties, I believe. So um, you look at that, you wonder, like, okay, yeah, like 27. Yeah, you wonder, like, okay, you know, I mean, he's still young. There's no doubt about that. But for NBA standards, you know, you it's like dog years. You add seven years to that or something like that. And you wonder, like, okay, you know, because if you look at his numbers, Danny, at least field goal percentage-wise, is they've it, it's decreased each and every season since he's been a spur. But his defense is there, and, I, and you know, as long as you play defense, what's the thing in San Antonio? You're you're going to get burnt. You're going to get run, and he's definitely doing that. You know, from charges to to you know, probably he probably put the clamps on Trey Young the other night. To, that's been his history. But offensively, sometimes they need it, and you've heard Popovich this year say some guys need to be on it offensively, and who knows if he was taking a shot at Derek White. Danny, we're running out of time here, though. But have there been any other players? that Spurs fans have looked at and saw their individual play and be like, you know what? He's getting better. 
you know, I'm, I'm trying to think. Um, obviously, we went over Dejounte, we went over Devin, we went over Jakob. We've talked about the two players who aren't getting better, right? That, that's Derek, mm-hmm. and um, I think I'm kind of over talking about Lonnie for right now. He really has just been disappointing me uh, left and right. Uh, he did have that spark uh, a few nights ago against the Suns, where he kind of ended the game with the Lonnie that I think a lot of us were expecting. But he just doesn't show that throughout the entire game, and I don't know. I, I don't know if he if he will. I don't know if he's going to um, ever turn that corner fully. Uh, but in terms of any other players, you know, um, Trey Jones. Uh, I think we're really, and I, I'm pleasantly surprised that Pop has still consistently given him some minutes uh, since he's come back from that ankle injury. Because I kind of thought whenever that happened, he'd kind of be relegated to the end of the bench and not get an opportunity. But kudos to Pop for giving him that opportunity still. And I think he's really, especially the last two or three games, he's kind of shown that he uh, he, deserves, he deserves to be out there. Um, offensively, I think he can kind of still be a little bit limited. Uh, and he doesn't always look for his own shot uh, all the time. I think usually for the most part, whenever he does score, it's off of a drive or a cut for a layup. Uh, I'd like to see him kind of open up that that a little mm-hmm. bit and kind of take some of the mid-range shots. But defensively, I think he's there. And definitely the way he runs the team, I think I said this over the summer, and it was a little bit controversial and I got a little bit of heat for it, but that's okay. But mm-hmm. I, I think I mentioned, I think overall, pure point guard skills, I think he's our best point guard. I think mm-hmm. I, I think he has he has the tools and the skills to, to, to be like a Fred Van Fleet type of guy. And that's, that, that's kind of where where I think maybe he should be looking. And I, I, I would hope that maybe the staff's kind of giving him that input in that video to say, hey, I mean, watch this guy. Watch how he was groomed. Watch how he developed. And he can kind of be that guy too. Mm-hmm. But with but just the way that he runs the team, the way that he leads the team, um, he really does a good job of setting everyone up and really looking for, for, for his guys. So in that regard, I'm really, really pleased with his development. Um thinking of anyone else obviously I, I i would love to be able to say josh primo at this point but he's still oh, in yeah. austin unfortunately so well, at least uh, in austin I mean, he's looking pretty good yeah i mean he, he, he's come out with some really really good games um i think he had a 28 point game the other night and yeah. i've actually been pretty impressed with how weiss camp's been doing down there i think he had a 22 oh, yeah. point game the other sure. night that sure. uh, that uh, i mean yeah. we you, you love to see those things, right? Because if they're going to be down there, at least, I mean, at least start producing and, and start to show, exactly. hey, I mean, I deserve to get called up. But, you know, no. overall, I mean, with this team, the, the, the team's young. Uh, this is what we wanted, right? For a long time, I think a lot of us were clamoring for letting the young guys play, letting the youth play. And they're playing, and they're just not very good right now. And I think, you know what? I was listening to a podcast uh, by a national guy yesterday. Mm-hmm. Where he's talking about um, the fact that whenever it comes to the Spurs, right? I mean, they they are what they are uh, right now, meaning that they're 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 not really going to get any better than what they are. But their point differential does indicate that they're a better team than what they are, and 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 it's true, right? Especially compared sure. to last year. Mm-hmm. I think we were. I think the point differential differential. I mean, was was in the negatives. Um, but right now, um, yeah, the point differential does indicate that we're a better team than what we are, but we're just not showing it. And that's, that's because we've played some pretty decent teams and also some very not good teams, but we still lost. But 
it's the, yeah. the decision making, the mental errors, and everything else that happens down down towards crunch time that make the difference. Um, and it's just a learning process. It's a learning process. You grow, um, and I think we've said this before. It's just a matter of being patient. And some of us mm-hmm. are a little bit more patient than others. And especially whenever it comes to the Spurs, we're not used to having to be patient because for so long we've been spoiled. But this is not that time. Nope. This is what a rebuild looks like, everybody. This is exactly what a rebuild is looking like. Uh, quickly, before I let you go, Danny, so Mono Ginobili announced how he turned his page and went from sports car life to minivan life. Did you did you ever encounter that in your adult life? You know, it's funny. I I saw that and I kind of chuckled. Um, I've never really been like a sports car guy. I've never been really? like okay. a really huge car guy to begin with. Like, I mean, to me, like um, I like I like luxury sedans. I've always drove an Acura TL. Uh, I think for the last uh, what like tw- ten or twelve years. Um, mm-hmm. I like my Acura. So I mean, that's that's kind of like my car um i just like the the way the accuras run and i i, I like the, the body of the build so I've, I've never been like one of those porsche boxer guys or corvette mm-hmm. or lamborghini guys i mean they're nice and it would be cool to drive one around for a couple of hours but yeah i mean i need some space i need some space i need to kind of have <laughs> uh <laughs> i need to have more seats to kind of uh lay my gear out and everything so uh, whenever it comes to sports cars, it's not really been my thing, but I saw that. But I will say this. I've definitely never been a minivan guy. I can never see myself like in a Plymouth minivan or any type of like Honda Odyssey type. I think the 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 most minivan-ish car that I'll drive is uh, I have an, also an Acura MDX, uh, which is an SUV, but um, that's the extent of my minivan uh uh, journeys there. <laughs> Never really been in any or like a, a, a van person though. And you know what? I think part of it is just a funny story. Growing up, uh, we didn't really have a lot. My family kind of, kind of struggled to make ends meet. So we had this back whenever I was in high school we had this van and I, I, I kid you not, it looked exactly like the A-Team van. Remember the A-Team van, the red one with the yeah. tinted windows and all, it all uh-huh. had, so we had a van that looked exactly like that. And I was always like really embarrassed of the van. In fact, whenever the, whenever my parents take me to the movies, I say, you know what? Drop me off like two or three blocks away because I'm gonna walk the rest of the way. I don't wanna, I don't wanna be seen in the van. <laughs> so um, I think I've kind of shied away from vans ever since then in my adult life. <laughs> um, Danny, I was gonna ask you though. I, I've never crossed that road before, as far as because uh, I don't have a family, I don't have kids. But do you have any friends that have told you about that, saying, like, oh, my God, minivan life is, yeah, now I'm a dad. Like, that kind of vibe? You know, I I, I really don't. I really don't. I I, I think I think the extent of it, um, I had uh, a cousin that had one. But, I mean, I think within less than a year, they got rid of it. They had they, they, they traded it in because it's just one of those things where, I mean, you just – there, there's a stigma. There's a certain stigma attached to it, like you said. Mm-hmm. Um, once, once you once you go into that realm of being a minivan person, um, you just kind of you just kind of I don't know. You 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 lose an element of coolness. Whatever whatever coolness might have been there, it just kind of goes down uh, a, a block or two. And I mean, you know, I mean, the older we get, we can we need to keep it. Uh, we need to keep the, yeah. the, all the 
all the coolness we can we can gather. I I, I revealed that I was listening to Kono the other day, so that's how cool I am. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I saw that, and and that that is a sad thing because I remember whenever I was a kid, yeah, listening to Kono. And yeah. Whenever whenever Kono whenever Kono came out, right? It was Fats Domino, or right. it was it was uh, America. Or whatever, whatever was like in the fifties and sixties and seventies, right? That's what that's what Kono was. So it was the Eagles, it right. was Fleetwood Mac, whatever, whatever, whatever your your flavor of, of of that that time that time period was. But now you listen to Kono, and it's like what we would listen to back in the nineties exactly. on KTF, right? <clears throat> exactly. That's pressing. <laughs> well, I don't want to hear Kono. Kono should always just be that era of music. The fifties, sixties, and seventies. Don't start to don't start to to progress with the time and start and start playing hits from the eighties and nineties. That's oh, magic. Yeah, they're doing that's, it. that's magic. That's magic. Yeah, 105.3 Exactly. <laughs> they're doing it right now. And and, and for those of y'all who don't live in San Antonio, Kono is a radio station that is known for being a uh, station you listen to the oldies. I mean, think oldies. You're thinking like Danny say sixties, seventies, you know, fifties. You know. But now they just go with the times, they go with the eras, and now they're in the era of the eighties and nineties. And I caught myself listening to that the other day on a drive. I'm like, oh my God, it's it's we're I'm old. That's it. It's official. It's a Kono made it official for me. Hey, we're done talking. We want to hear from you. What do you think about individual players this season? Are you happy with some of their progress? Are you unhappy with other players that we did not mention? And also, what do you think about getting old and listening to oldies that are now old, 80s and 90s are now considered oldies now? Yeah, it's it's that now. And you are a minivan parent. Danny, tell them how they can chat with you about this and a lot more. You can always follow me at Danny Sanders 80. Um, you know, during this time, especially around Thanksgiving and Christmas, um, we, we always look forward to the hustle and bustle of the time and spending time with family, of course. Um, it's always in that time, especially that you want to kind of just take time with your loved ones to make sure that, uh, that they know at the end of the day that, um, that's what's most important. So any of the little skirmishes and any of the little, these little beefs that you see on Twitter, again, it's not, it's not real. Twitter's not real. It's not the real world. What, what the real world is, is basically what happens whenever we're off of it. So focus exactly. on that and uh, definitely be safe and have a good, uh, have a good holiday. Although, although kind of similar, similar on that line, I I do recall confronting in person a, was a Twitter or you versus say a keyboard warrior. Uh huh. And I'm old school, Danny. You know that. And um, <laughs> they, they they back down fast, fast, fast. Well, that's the so, thing. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, if if we all met in person, it. I, I'd like to believe that most of us wouldn't have this beef, right? I mean, most of us would yeah. be at least cordial, civil. We would definitely yeah. wouldn't be calling each other names and, 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 and degrading one, one another the way we do. Um, but, yeah, it's just it's just one of those things where people have gotten too brave. And what did Mike Tyson say a few years ago? I think it was Mike Tyson. I think he said something like, people just uh, – they, they, they don't know what it feels like to get hit in the mouth. That's why they feel so entitled and, and brave to say whatever they say right. behind a keyboard. But – um yeah um yeah that was one of that was one of, that was a moment that i liked i definitely yeah, liked that i'm sure yeah. yeah it was just very simple i was like okay um i remember i had my cell phone and i turned it around and i showed them the tweet at me 
And I said, now here I am. What are you going to say? Uh, and they just they just got quiet. It turned into the, no, nah, man, I, we're good. We're good like that. Right away. Right away. So, yeah. Take it with a grain of salt, everybody. If you get bullied online, that's just, they're just bullies. Confront them, see what happens. That's a. I feel like a GI Joe ending of the episode right now. For those y'all, speaking of the '80s, GI Joe cartoons would always end with a PSA for kids. This would be one. Don't let bullies bully you, everybody. So whether it be online or in person. So for Dan Sander, yeah, here Sergeant Slaughter Sanders now. Exactly. So for Danny Sergeant Slaughter Sanders, I am Jeff Garcia. We're gonna put a lock on this episode of Lock On Spurs. Yeah.